You are now listening to the Shutter Hustle Podcast. Join us as we sit down and have a chat about all things photography and videography. We'll be dishing out tips and tricks to help improve your skills and sharing our own experiences as entrepreneurs in this creative industry. It's all about having fun, learning from each other, and most importantly, capturing life through the lens. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's hustle. Uh, one thing that I've learned from the many weddings that I've done, I mean, many, many weddings, um, the more weddings you do, the more uh, your reputation's on the line, the better products that you want to give to them. Uh, you, you have this reputation of, hey, this photo is amazing. It's like a home run. You hit a home run. Next week, guess what? You got to hit another home run. Next week, do it again and do it again and do it again. Uh, so it's one of those you cannot hope for the best. You got to make sure it is the best. Welcome, everybody, to the Shutter Hustle podcast. Today, we're going to have a special guest, Roland Rivas Photography, based out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, we are going to talk shop photography, quinceañera, everything that goes behind of being a photographer, and we're going to get to know Roldan. So, Roldan, thank you for being on the show. Hey, well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yes, uh, man, I'm, I'm happy that you're here just because I've seen your work. Uh, I admire your style, um, your quinceanera shoots, your your the way you present everything on your social media. Uh, how long have you been doing this, man? Uh, wedding photography, seven years. I've done photography for a long time, but as a business, seven years. Uh, quinceaneras, I've done those for a while. The only thing is I tried for many years just to do weddings. And then a few years went by and I was thinking, I was like, why don't I ever post this? For the last seven years, I've done quinceañeras, but no one's ever seen it. So last year, that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to post more quinceañeras, and I'm going to tell everyone I do quinceañeras. Because most people, they would ask me, they're like, hey, I'm not sure if you do quinces, but, you know, we'd like to have you. And that's when I tell them, oh, yeah, I've been doing it for years. But they don't know that. So last year, last year, if you go to my Instagram, all you see is weddings and quinceañeras finance. And and like I mentioned, man, just just because I've, I've seen your work, but let's take it a little bit back. You know, I, I think the very first time we interacted with each other was back at WPPI in Vegas. Vegas, yes. I, I, I vaguely remember because I think you were there as a as either a sponsor or you, you were you teaching? Or, no, I can't I remember. <laughs> I wish they haven't they haven't invited me to teach yet. But I know um, I was helping out. Uh, it was a company. Are we allowed to say companies? I can. Uh, it was Acrylic Press. I was, I was yeah, for, yeah, yeah. All right. Just wanted to double check. Yeah. So I was there for Acrylic Press and I was also there to help out a fellow photographer and he was speaking and I was helping him out as well. But uh, maybe not, maybe not this year. But hopefully soon. I, I'd like to speak one day. At the, okay, that's at good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's a big stage. I mean, that's that's a lot of photography. I was there to listen to other speakers, um, and I do recall the very first time. And then I guess we linked up again later on in that summer at a wedding boot camp that yes. that you were part of. Um, I was again attending because I think it's it's important for us to do continued education as photographers. Um, just because you don't want to become stagnant in what you're doing in your craft, right? Uh, and learning from others, I think, is important. And you were there, and that's where we kind of really, really linked up. Um, so, so how is your experience as, as far as you know the wedding boot camp? And just talk a little bit more about that experience that we were uh, at. Great. Well, it's actually funny because when I was starting off, well, I think, well, mostly I'll speak for most photographers. When you're starting off, you're so excited. You start taking photos and you're like, oh, I'm good at this. And then you start taking more photos and you're like, oh, I'm getting better. And for many years, I was like, oh, I know everything. But then once you go to WPPI, once you go to these workshops, you realize you don't know 
anything. Yeah. It was like, I've been doing this wrong for the last five years. Mm-hmm. And then, so yeah, that's why I love doing all these, uh, all these workshops, all these boot camps, uh, going to WPPI. I'm, I want to go to Shutterfest this year too, but it's one of those, it opens your eyes to a whole nother world. Cause right now, a lot of people, they go on Instagram, they go on Facebook or any, anything Pinterest. And what they're seeing is a lot of local people. But when you go to WPPI, you're seeing the best of the best of the best people that have done it for 40 you know, 30 years. Right. And, and they're, they're speaking on a, for a reason. People have noticed them for years and they're there to show what they've, what they've done and how they've been doing it and how they've been doing it better. So it's one of those that it's, it, it benefits you a lot. Yes. No, I completely agree with you, man. Um, it's one of those things, again, you just have to invest in yourself and go listen to other speakers. And hopefully I get to see you on the stage, man. I'd be cheering you on. Oh, thank you. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not the best at public speaking. But I. But the thing is, too, I've actually, last year, too, last year, I, I have to say, was the best year for me in everything. Um, actually, I don't know if I told you, but I quit my day job about a year oh, and a nice. half ago. Yeah. It was scary, but I did it <laughs> a year and a half ago. And then I said, 2022, I'm going to hit it hard. I'm going to do things I've never tried and so same thing, I did style shoots, I had never done that. WPPI, I had never done that. Workshops, never done it. I'm going to post more about quinceañeras. This was my first time actually posting photos like that. Uh, same working with models. It Everything. Every wow. week, I wanted to try something different. And for many years, people would see the same thing over and over again. But I was like, no, I'm going to change the aspect ratio. No, I'm going to change the lens. I've, I'll do 1.4 finally. I've always done 2.8. I'll do 85 differently. And so, and it's just a matter of trying different things. And this year too, I want to try different things. It's like, if you've seen it before, it's like, yes, it's good. Oh, it's, it's, you know, maybe it's a similar pose, but it's a different location. It's, it's different. So that that's the goal. That's ultimately the goal. It's awesome that you say that. And, and the reason why is because again, I've seen, you know, when I follow your feed and I see your new posts, I, I see how you change different styles, which is, they're beautiful. Oh. Um, I can't express that enough. So if you guys don't follow him yet, uh, we'll get to his details here in a minute. Y'all need to go follow his Instagram page and and just say hello to him because he he, he is an inspiration to me. Thank and you. I'm sure he'll be an inspiration to anybody that's listening. But um, another instance that we ran into each other was at some bridal shows. Yes, yes, that too. How, and that's another thing. That was my first time doing that last year as well. Yeah. How, how do you like doing bridal shows? Good. Um, it's an interesting concept. Um for many years, I didn't see the benefit of doing a show. But once you actually are there, you realize every guest that's here is here for a wedding. Uh, you go on social media, it's everyone. It's someone that is might get married, someone that's getting married, someone that probably just got divorced. So sometimes people on social media, they like your photos and they're, they appreciate the artisticness that you put behind it. But they don't really necessarily need your services at that moment. But you go to a bridal show, there's a bunch of people getting married. And then, so it's one of those, your target audience, it's basically everyone that's in front of you. So it benefits you a lot. You said you've done a few last year. That's Last year was your very first time actually doing the bridal shows? Yes. Bridal shows, um, open houses at different venues, and I became a preferred vendor at seven venues. I won't name them. Uh, no, go ahead. Yeah, Give oh, them a shout oh. out. Go ahead. Uh, we have uh, the Castle at Rockwall. Uh, we have uh, the Charlay's Room, Bell Manor, uh, Mediterranean, Mediterranean Villa. Uh, and I don't want to forget everyone else, but it, it's a list. It's it's a list, and I'm trying to work with other venues as well to to be preferred vendor, which is nice. It's one of those. It's like, hey, there's a bunch of photographers, and they chose me, which is it's a nice feeling. Nice, nice. And we're gonna get into more of that. Of how do you become a preferred vendor, and how do you set up for bridal shows, quinceañero shows, 
Um, but, you know, before we get too far into the conversation, tell me a little bit more about your background. Like, what got you into photography? And I know you said you've done it full time two years now? Or, uh, well, it, it's going for two years. Yeah. It's going for two years. So yeah. when did you first start and what got you into actually photography? Well, um, it started all when I was a kid. Uh, so not necessarily photography, but I've always done um, I've always done art. So for the longest time, I, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, the only thing I cared about was art. It's something for me to have fun. I was doing art. I was at school. I was drawing. I was coloring. I was painting. And uh, I don't want to brag, but I was good. Okay. I was it's okay. Good. It's okay to brag, bro. I was pretty it good. It is okay. Like, even as a kid, you know, when people have coloring books, the kids are like drawing all over the uh -huh. place. I was the only kid that was like trying to color inside of the lines. <laughs> and I was trying to make everything 3D. And then uh, when I got to high school, um, there was four levels of art. It was art one, two, three, and four. I was in art one, and they were like, dude, they're like, you're, you're pretty good. Why are you in art one? I was like, well, it goes by year. You're a freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, one, two, three, four. And they're like, no, man, they're like, you got you to gotta go to the, to the higher ones. So they did. They, I skipped two and three. They took me from art one to art four, and that was the highest one. So every single year, I had the highest artwork, the art four for every single year. And it was nice. But um, the older I got, um, I'm married. I have a house. I have bills. I have a family. Um, art doesn't pay that much. Not, I mean, it's nice, but it doesn't keep a steady income. Right. So I picked up a camera, and I was like, this is nice. I like this a lot. And same thing when I started. I thought I was good. I wasn't good. Um, but it, I kept practicing. I kept practicing. And I incorporated, I put my artwork into photography. So because in photography, yes, you take a photo, but then I I was introduced to Lightroom. Oh, well, I can change the colors. Oh, I can make this darker. I can turn this. I can add something. And then later, way later, I was introduced to Photoshop. I was like, it's like art. The only difference is it's it, the canvas is already there. The canvas is the world. The, the people, you put them in there and you can adjust things. And that's that's how it all started. Nice. That's that's something interesting. And I didn't know that you that you love art yes, or that yes, you were an artist. And I mean, you are an artist, but that you drew. Do you still draw from time to time? Uh, I wish uh, <laughs> I'm very busy with photography, which is good. But I also consider that in a way artwork. For example, when I was a teenager, if you were to if you're trying to look for me, you would find me. Um, um, my parents had a two story house upstairs. They had a studio and the studio had this big, very huge desk. And if you wanted to find me, you would just see, uh, you would find a color pencils, paint, uh, acrylic pencils, uh, like all sorts of artistic things. And you would just find me up there just listening to music and just drawing and just painting. So the same thing now as an adult, it's like, you want to find me, you'll find me on my computer. Yeah. You can find me at 2 a.m. I'm just there staring at my computer screen, just drawing, uh, doing different things, adjusting colors, looking through photos. So it's, it's always been the same concept. The only difference is instead of, you know, art, having a, just a blank canvas with a color pencil. Now I have a camera. Nice, nice. What was your very first camera you picked up? Ooh, um, the first camera I picked up. I don't even know the name of it, but it was a point and shoot. It's one of those that look they look like credit cards. Uh huh. That yes. have the zoom. Yes. Little zoom lens. I was a uh, twelve when I picked it up. It was my sister's, and I would practice with it, but I wasn't that fond of it too much. But that was the very first one because she got it for like as a gift. And after a while, she didn't care for it. So I took it and I tried. It. I was like, yeah, it's OK. But then my first DSLR, I believe it was the t Canon T3i. OK, so so same. We started as as the starter kit. kit. Yes. I, I got the same body when I first picked up photography. So it, it's crazy how 
a lot of photographers, you know, you got to start somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Um, you have a story that when you were younger, you had a point and shoot, and you, at the time, you didn't know that it was going to lead, lead up to what you're currently doing, but you had the interest picking up the point shoot. I mean, they're inexpensive, yeah, and you didn't have to worry about. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the quality, it was like what six megapixels, maybe yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the matter, the thing is that you picked it up and didn't know that it was going to lead to something later in the future that you're going to love and 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 do as a as a profession, right? Yes. Now, what, what's your current camera? Ooh, um, well, I got two. I'm planning on getting a third one this year. Um, I have the Canon 1DX Mark III and the Canon R5. The R5, okay. So one mirrorless, one not mirrorless, but they, they're, both, they're both great. Yeah, yeah. The 1DX, uh, I've never had a chance to experience it. I've had the 5D Mark III, um, but the, the 1DX I heard is so good. I mean, it's still expensive. That camera body doesn't lose its value. Um, are you planning to keep it as a as a memory safe safe keep? Yeah, it's like I wanna. Well, the thing is, it's so great. The only problem, and it's a huge problem, is that it's a massive camera. Right. It's so heavy. So whenever you're doing a wedding for ten hours, it's literally plus the seventy to two hundred and the flash. You're talking about like 10, 15 pounds that you're constantly putting up and yeah. down, up and down for ten hours. I mean, just get a dumbbell that's 15 pounds and do that for 10 hours. It's, it's very tiring. Right. Uh, but I would keep it. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Just because it's very expensive. Right. But the R5, um, that one, I mean, that one can come and go. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the next body you're trying to get into? Maybe maybe like a few more R5s. Yeah. Okay. Just have like four of them. Just if one breaks and switch to the other one. As a photographer, you have to have a backup, um, especially in the line of work that we do, right? Because we're out in the field. Anything could go wrong with the with the camera itself. It can malfunction. It can just stop working, which has happened. Which is which is has happened. And if you're shooting a wedding or a quinceanera, you can't be like, "Hey, time out! I gotta go to the store and uh, go get go get a camera body, or I gotta run to the house and get something else." Exactly. Right? Do a two hour trip to Best Buy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's it, even if they have it in stock. Exactly. Um, so I mean, that's that's intriguing and that's very interesting of of your camera styles now, uh, your camera bodies now. What's your favorite lens? Ooh, that's a good Okay, question. let me let me take it back though. If you're doing portraits, which one is your favorite lens for portraits? That's also a good question. Well, for me, I'd say no matter what it is, a quinceañera, family photos, portraits, uh, my absolute favorite is a 35 1.4. 35 1.4? 35 1.4. Why why is that? It's just uh well, one, you can stand at a decent area. And it's one of those, it gets good coverage. I don't know if you know about the 50 millimeters. So 50 millimeter, 50 millimeter is exactly what the human eye sees. Mm-hmm. Which So if, if I had a lens right here right now, it would see exactly the way I'm looking. And that's nice. But when someone's looking at a photo, I kind of want to give them a different look. 85 is great. And I love that for very close-ups, but that's what it's for. It's for mainly for close-ups. Okay. So that's why I kind of stay away from the 85. I use it every once in a while, which I love that lens. But it's one of those you need to have the room to use it. But 35, you just can't go wrong with it. Doesn't matter what you photograph, it just looks great. So that's why for portraits, for families, for anything. Even though if you go to um, social media, you'll see that I use the 16 or 35 a lot. But that's my signature look. So yes. people want to see that one signature, that wow photo. It's 16 or 35. But my favorite is 35, uh, 1.4. Nice. And and since you, we're talking about on the subject now of sing, signature look, um, so. Uh, your your signature lens to go for that look is the sixteen to thirty five. Correct. Yes. How as as you know 
you're setting up whether it's if it's your bride or your quinceanera or if it's a family shoot how do you know or or what goes through your mind as you're setting them up to get your signature look good question uh well it's a lot of stuff that's going through my mind um and it's um for the people listening i don't know whether they're just starting out if they're a professional if they're a client but when it comes to taking a photo especially during a wedding you're thinking about the bride the groom the pose the background the lens the aperture the shutter speed the iso the assistant trying to hold the veil oh which way is the wind going all in milliseconds uh so for me the biggest thing is composition it's like okay there's the background i like where it's at there's no distractions here there might be a distraction here i can maybe remove remove that later the pose, the couple, it's like, all right, the light is over here. I need to make sure it's hit at the perfect angle. And then the set, there's so much that goes into it. But for me, the biggest thing, especially at uh, 60 millimeter, is composition. Mm-hmm. Because if you're a little off, people will, they'll, they'll notice that way easier than, than most other lenses if you right. start zooming in. At what point did you find out or did you realize that this was your passion? Um, well, I started doing photography. Um, a little bit before I got married. Once I got married, I liked it a lot. And I realized there was a bit of money coming in people. They liked my work. And again, that's not when I was the best. I I mean, I was struggling a little bit on finding how to do certain photos, but people liked what they saw. And I wasn't that expensive back then. So people, they're like, Hey, you're you're affordable. Well, you know, I'll try you out. And so I started getting in a little bit of money from it and I liked it. Uh, and then um, it was I was married for one year and I told my wife, I was like this, I, I'm starting to enjoy this a lot and, you know, money's coming in. So being a newlywed, <clears throat> I proposed something to my wife. I told her, hey, I'm going to buy everything. I'm going to buy lenses. I'm going to buy flashes. I'm going to buy cameras. I'm, I was even trying a lot of video things. I'm going to buy tripods. I'm going to buy lights. I'm going to buy everything. And anyone that knows photography, they know that's expensive. And it was about, I don't know if I should say this on, on, on air, but it was about 50, that was $50,000, $60,000. Wow. Yeah. And I told my wife, I told her, give me one year. It's an expensive hobby. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I don't want no one to come to my house and be like, hey, where's this stuff? It was uh, very expensive. And I told my wife, give me one year. In one year, I promise you, I'll pay everything off. So that first year, I worked harder than ever. I mean, well, I'm still working really hard. But I worked hard that year to make up for that money. And it's funny, though, because three months in, I didn't get anything. So then after three months, I was like, I haven't made a penny. And I have this debt. And it's a credit card. And I have about nine more months to pay this all off. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then slowly, thanks to God, slowly, Things started coming in and same thing. I was just pushing and pushing. And this is when I was starting off, had zero followers on Instagram, zero followers on Facebook. And it's one of those, I was like, I got to find a way because no one knows I exist. Mm -hmm. So just finding, hey, messaging, hey, I love your family. You guys look great. Do you guys need any photos? No. Okay. Next family. Hey, by the way, hey, congratulations. I saw, you know, your kid's 10 now. Hey, congratulations. Do you guys need photos? And it just kept going, kept going. Hey, I saw you just graduated. You need some photos. And slowly, but it did take hours and hours and it basically consumed my life for that whole year until I paid everything off. And I did, which was nice. That's the, yeah, from there, that's I was like, uh, I'm, I'm in it. I'm yeah, stuck. you're committed. I'm committed, yes. That's that's interesting that you say that because uh, it, this does take time. Yes. Building a, a following and building uh, people to trust you and for you to know, you know, 
start from zero and then start building up your brand, it takes time. And, and what would you say to listeners out there that are just now getting into photography um, that are wanting to grow themselves? Well, when I was first starting, I would give them a certain answer. Now that I've been in this for a few years, my answer is actually very quite different. Um, back then, I would do a lot of things for free because I didn't have a portfolio. So I would do uh, family photos. So I'm like, hey, man, you know, I've known you for years. Let me do your family photos for free. And then you get the family photos. You post them. People think, oh, man, this guy's getting hired left and right. This guy was hired 10, month, uh, 10 times this month. Yeah. Like, people want this guy. No, he did everything for free. People don't know that. They just see that, you know, this guy is busy. And then, but the thing is, you're not necessarily doing it for free. It's an investment because that investment is eventually going to get clients in the future for you. But this, uh, this year, my advice would be different from back then about doing everything for free. I recommend styled shoots. Okay. In this case, you are paying. You might pay 200 bucks, 300, 500, but it's a real person in a wedding dress. It's not a real bride. Uh, same thing with the groom. They probably don't even know each other. But it's good-looking people. They got flowers. They got the venue. And it's a good way to practice. And even though necessarily maybe it's not a real wedding, but you still have that work. And if you did good, you can show people like, hey, maybe it wasn't a real wedding. And they don't know that. But it's like, hey, that's a good-looking photo. Hey, he did a good job this way. So I'd recommend style shoots. Now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when you say you recommend style shoots, it's, it's say new photographer. Hey, I have a small budget. Um, I'm going to put a... a, a message out there for anybody who wants to basically I'm hiring my models to do a style shoot mm -hmm. and I can buy their, their time and talent um, for two hours and just shoot around as husband and wife pretend and that's how you start building up your portfolio and practice at the same time yes yes because it's one thing to go up to a client or a client comes up to you and you're like hey I'm a wedding photographer you're gonna say great well show me a portfolio like oh i'm just starting out it's yeah. like then why are we gonna it's a wedding why am i gonna hire you if you don't have any photos yeah so with a style shoot it's like yeah maybe it wasn't a, maybe it wasn't a real wedding but you have photos of what you could do so it's a it's a you start off way better than telling them oh well i haven't done any weddings just yeah even if you haven't you know you, well you did a style shoot or even then there's a lot of models that do a tfp it's one of those it's like hey i work for you you work for me i don't charge you you don't charge me mm -hmm. but it's one of those you get photos for your portfolio i get photos for my huh. portfolio and it works. So it's one of those, it's like, it's, uh, in other words, what I'm trying to say is portfolio. You gotcha. need a portfolio for people that are beginning. And there's people that are willing to work with you. Even if you, again, even if you just picked up a camera today, some, yep. of those, some models need photos too. Right. You, they need stuff for their portfolio. You need stuff for your portfolio. It's a win-win. All right. And, and, and just touch base also as your first investment, right? You said it was a big chunk of money. Going back in hindsight, as far as, if I were to do it all over again, start over my business, my photography business, what you recommend starting off with instead of buying everything? What do you say? You know what? You just need these three items. What are your top three items that you would recommend a new photographer? Well, the very first thing that I would recommend is knowledge, is how a camera actually works. Too many people are really focused on, oh, it's the best camera. Oh, it's the best lens. But if you don't know how to use it, it's one of those, then, then why do you have it? It doesn't matter what you have. It could be the best of anything. If you don't know how to use it, you can buy a guitar. You don't know how to use the guitar, then what's the point? So it's one of those knowledge. Knowledge is the most important. Uh, for sure, no. Uh, when, it, well, when it comes to equipment, I'd recommend just start mid. Uh, if you can afford it, good. If you can start off with a mid lens, then hey, start that way. It's a start. You need to start somewhere. 
But for me, it's a knowledge. Understand the camera. We've been having such a great conversation. I think it's it's very inspiring what you've been telling me, uh, how you started and how, you know, the the path that you've taken to get to where you're at currently. Now, let's take it a little bit more further deeper into the business side of Roldan Rivas Photography. Right, let's do this. Walk me through your workflow, man. Like, what is what does a client expect from the beginning consultation to deliverables? Oh, man, you have great questions. Very great <laughs> questions. Uh, well, when it comes to clients, uh, so it's a little different from what I'm doing now. Right now, I'm trying to be, like, as honest and, like, really real. Like, I'm always honest, but, like, as real as I can be. Uh, when it comes to clients, I try to be very, very, very professional. Uh, from the very beginning to the very end, me, my main focus is my photos. So I want them to fall in love with my photos. And if they fall in love with me, then that's, you know, that's a plus. But ultimately, I want them to see the product. I want them to see the work. And I want them to want that. No matter who it is, no matter what's going on, they want to see themselves in one of my photos. Uh, so I try to keep it as professional as possible. You know, I'm very nice, very humble, very honest about everything. And then from there on throughout the whole process, I want them to have such a great, smooth transaction, like smooth process through everything. And then at the very end, they get what they wanted. They, they have the great photos and they were happy with everything. Um, and so same thing with the personality. It's one of those. I've seen it time and time again where uh, it's at a wedding. I'm helping... I'm working with other photographers, and it's one of those, they're a little too excited. It's like, yes, it's great. It's You're, you're, you're working at a wedding. It's That's a good thing. But it's one of those, at the end of the day, it's their wedding day, and they're focused more on what's going on, not so much about how great you are. You're great as the personality part. They're more focused that you're doing a good job taking the photos. So, There's a lot of, a lot of times where I, I try to be someone else, or something else, or you know what I mean? Like when it when I've learned to just be me and my clients appreciate that. So you keeping it real where you want your clients to appreciate your art because at the end of the day, that's what they're contracting you, they're hiring you for, for you to document their special day, whether it's their wedding or their quinceanera or even their family photos, right? They want you to make sure that you get the best of them and having that that interaction that you have with your clients says a lot about your level of professionalism. Now, mm-hmm. with that, you also provide um, in your services prints, right? Because I know you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. you were in WPPI with Acrylic Press? Acrylic Press, yes. Yes. Um, why do you find it so important or beneficial for clients to make sure that they print their products? Oh, and I was just actually going to go a little further back real quick. Oh, yeah, no, no, uh, go, let's go ahead. When it work, But it does work for some people. There's some people that their brand is the person. They're kind of like a celebrity. And then they have the product at the same time, and they're both great. Um, all my life I've been, uh, especially as a kid, I was very shy. I mean, as I was telling you, I did a bunch of art. So it's one of those, I didn't talk much. I was just focused on my craft. So same thing now that I'm older, um, it's one of those, I do have to talk at weddings for what's important, when it's important. But ultimately, I try to let the day go by as much as possible. Unless it needs certain correction, then, you know, I'll let them know, like, hey, maybe we should do this. Let's try this out. You know, we need this photo. Or we'll have a list. Hey, we still need to do these photos. Um, But I was just going to say that it works for some people, and that's well. But for me, it's one of those, it's more so that I'm very focused on what they're going to get. And and I appreciate that because sometimes you you may have – somebody's 
personality might be a little bit different and you have to make sure that you adjust to their personality because you're wanting to document that special moment. Could you name a time when you might have had a, a difficult, no names, you don't have to name drop, <laughs> right? But maybe a, a time when you're in a situation where things weren't going as planned and how did you overcome su- such a, you know, well, when things don't go as planned, uh, well, and two, I tell a lot of my clients this. Uh, one thing that I've learned from the many weddings that I've done, I mean, many, many weddings, um, the more weddings you do, the more uh, your reputation's on the line, the better products that you want to give to them. Uh, you, you have this reputation of, hey, this photo is amazing. It's like a home run. You hit a home run next week. Guess what? You got to hit another home run next week. Do it again and do it again and do it again. Uh, so it's one of those you cannot hope for the best. You got to make sure it is the best. When you're starting off, it's a little bit harder. But once you have quite a bit of experience, that's when you can guide them. And it's one of those. That's when I'm not afraid to talk. If it's if everything looks horrible, like the room's a mess, you know, the girls are getting ready. There's stuff everywhere. I'm like, no, no, no. This guys, let's move this over here. Stand over here. Open up the blinds. Turn off this light. Do this. Stand this way. Turn, you know, chin up. We're going to get a great photo. But, uh, and that's what I was trying to say with the whole personality things. Like, I'll try to make sure that whenever I am communicating with them, it's for the benefit of the photo, not so much for the benefit of them liking me necessarily. But they're going to like me no matter what. But it's more, I'm more calm than anything. I'm more of, um, it's more like cat energy. Just yes, calm yes. And a puppy, you know. And, that, and that's what I've noticed about you, you know, the, the times that we've worked together and, and interacted, that you're a very calm, subtle guy because you're always observing. And I think that's, as a photographer that you are, you're, you're more laid back in the cut, as we say, in the background, just observing instead of being in the limelight, being in front. Like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm the photographer. <laughs> um, you know, you're just more laid back, and, and it, which a lot of people appreciate that because that's how you can capture those natural moments yes. that I everybody have, I wants. I observe a lot, too. It's one of those. He may be quiet, but he's thinking. There's a lot going on in his <laughs> brain right now to make sure he gets that shot spot on there you go there you go that was great information from 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 rondan um and we're gonna keep on this subject man because i this i think this is one of the great subjects that we um always want to learn more right um so roland talk to me a little bit more about let's just say products right because we are at the point now in your process where you've captured and documented the moment you're in your post-production editing providing your clients their highlights and their sneak peeks and the, the, the air, the, the love is still in the air, right? What, what, what kind of products do you, do you like to provide your clients or offer your clients? Uh, so uh, same thing with last year, how things started changing. Um, I started realizing what really is important in photography. Uh, at the end of the day, for many years, I mean, you go back many, many years, you take a photo and the original purpose was you print it out, you put it on the wall until about like 2006, 2007, ever since social media started coming around, people were focused on social media. Hey, I'm going to take a photo. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on MySpace. I'll put it on Instagram. And that's it. They get the photos. They get the digitals. They put it on social media and then it dies. But the original purpose of a photo, especially a nice professional photo with your family, uh, with your kids, you want it on the wall. And I've always told clients, it's one of those, your kid, he may be 10 years old right now. He's never going to be 10 years old again. The way he looked yesterday, he'll never look like that ever again. So it's one of those, instead of waiting, oh, maybe I'll do it next year. Maybe I'll do it next year. Or, you know what? I don't need any products. It's one of those, if you don't have it now, it will never, never, ever, ever come back. 
and I, I'm not a father yet. But if I ever do have kids and I have a photographer, no matter who it is, they take a great photo of me. It's me, my wife, my kids. I want that photo on my wall. I want to I want to walk into my house. And the first thing I see is that beautiful photo. Wow, that's inspiring. That's definitely inspiring just because a lot of people may not see the value in that, you know, um, and the way you explained it is, yeah, the child may not be looking the same way or a loved one may not be in the picture anymore. And that's the last thing that you have of memory. Right. And making sure that you, you tell your clients or you advise your clients, hey, this is why I think you need to print your products yes. or your, your artwork. It's, it's a good, it's a good move on your part. Mm -hmm. And there's a big, very big importance on photography. Um, unfortunately, the world we live in, uh, no one's going to live forever. And then when someone does pass, they say, oh, uh, let's bring out the family photos. Oh, so-and-so person died. Oh, I need the photos. Uh, so I've even, this happened to me once. It was, uh, the bride and the groom, they had done the wedding, everything went great. And then a week later, grandma passed. And the first thing they asked me, hey, my grandma just passed. Do you have the photos? So it's one of those, the importance of no matter who it is. Doesn't matter if it's a kid that's two years old. Doesn't matter if it's grandma. Doesn't matter if it's a bride and groom. Same thing with the bride and groom. They're never going to look like that ever again. Mm -hmm. and, and think about photography. The thing is, it's time. You're literally freezing a moment in time that will never, ever happen again. Your wedding, hopefully, you only have one in your life. I mean, some people have two, but it's one of those... <laughs> That wedding will never happen again. And if you mess up getting the wrong photographer, you can't go back. You, 20 years from now, you'll be like, oh, I have so much more money now that I could have invested back then. Well, guess what? It's not those photos. If someone messed it up, they're not, you're never going to get them back. Right. Wow. And it's, it's, it's great how you put, put it that way, you know, just making, making our, our, our listeners realize how important these moments are and how ready one has to be prepared. So definitely investing in yourself to make sure you're equipped with the knowledge of how to capture and freeze time. Mm -hmm. So, so I guess, you know, leading to my next question, what inspires you or motivates you every day to, to, to be better? Uh, again, man, you're, you're <laughs> spot on with these questions. That's awesome. Uh, to be better. Well, I try to be the best that I can. And I've always uh, try to bring something new because there's always something you can learn. Some people think they know it all. No, there is every day you can find something. And I've been doing photography for seven years professionally. And even then, I'm still learning stuff like things I didn't realize. Like, or for example, I'll be scrolling, I'll be looking at just different photos. Like, you can even go to Google. It's like, I've never seen that before. It's like, I can try that out. So it's one. And that's the beautiful thing about photography is that there's so many different types of photos, so many different lenses, so many different camera choices, so many different color options. I mean, you could literally try so much, and that's why there's there's so much to learn. And so that's what I try to do. And actually, this this ties in perfectly with all WPPI and Shutterfest and, and about learning. It's one of those, no matter who you are. I mean, we were talking about being a beginner, but you could be a professional that's been in it for 20 years. I mean, there's there's always room to, to improve. That's good. That's good. I, I love the way you put that. There's always going to be room to improve. Now, before we wrap up the show, man, um, any, any inspired uh, photographer, newbie, that's trying to get into the game of uh, weddings and quinceañeras, uh, give them, give them some, share some advice with them. What do, what do you want to tell them what to do, what not to do in, in their journey? Oh, man, that's great. Uh, for sure, the number one advice I give to anyone, doesn't matter who it is, doesn't even matter what kind of photography, 
It's just about light. If you can focus and learn about light, where is it coming from, and learn about what looks better on certain people. Uh, for example, I've actually known some photographers that have been in the game for years, and you ask them, what's short lighting? Oh, I don't know. What's broad lighting? I don't know. What's loop lighting? Butterfly lighting? What's Rembrandt? Oh, I don't know. So it's one of those, if you can nail that, you could even if you're a beginner, learn about those things, about lighting, and you'll get a great photo no matter what happens. Same thing, or for another thing, um, when it comes to um, a lot of my photography, a lot of people think a lot of it's flash. And they, they think I'm known only for my flash photography. It's like, no, that's not true. Most of my photos are actually natural light, and people don't realize that. What I post... On social media, yeah, that's flash because it's it's that one photo at a wedding. I took two thousand photos and I post one. It's gonna be the one with flash, but most everything is just natural. It's just whatever looks good. Flash is only there to help what maybe couldn't or wasn't there. If you're in a room and there's absolutely no way that the lighting can be recovered in any way, shape, or form, you bring in a flash. It helps you out. But if you're inside of a room and the lighting's coming great, just use the window. Use whatever is there because ultimately when it comes to when it comes to a wedding, a wedding, yes, posed photos are nice. Yes, you have your family photos. Yes, all right, we have the photo where they're putting on the earring. Yeah, yeah. It's nice, it's posed. But realistically speaking, I got married once. I liked mostly my candidates like because that's real. That's what happened. There you go. It's one of those same thing, photos of grandma. It's like, yes, you have the family photo. Yeah, she was posed. Yeah, she looks beautiful. Yes. But it's one of those, hey, she's on the dance floor having a great time. I want to see some of those photos. That was her enjoying life, you know, just being herself. Yeah. That's awesome. And and I'm glad you you touched based on that. So thank you so much. And I think that really wraps up the episode today, my man. I mean, I enjoyed the chat. That's perfect. And this is just the start, too. Just wait till I show up every uh, every month here. I would love to have you again. And maybe next time the conversation could be more on flash photography or Definitely. posing. I don't know. We, perfect. We yeah. can definitely chat. Let everybody know how and where they can find you. Oh, perfect. Uh, so Instagram, that's where I put all of my newest content. Uh, so if you guys go to Instagram, it's rollandrivas.photo, and that's spelled R-O-L-D-A-N-R-I-V-A-S dot photo. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much again, my friend. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Um, I'll definitely put all your information on the show notes and tag you all over social media. And that's it for today, guys. So I do appreciate everybody tuning in and listening in. And until next time, peace. Peace.